Well, who do we got today? Today on the podcast, we got Brian McFadden. Hey, Brian, <laughs> Brian McFadden, but there was our nephew, Will. Brian McFadden, he was pretty close. Uh, longtime NFL player. Uh, we, we wanted to do a draft-centric, an NFL draft-centric podcast today with the NFL draft just a few days away. We didn't just talk logistics and X's and O's. It was more about the biz side of it. You know, what went on with his draft process? He was a second round pick in 2005. So like what was going on with him behind the scenes? Uh, he's also been doing a great job of communicating and, and doing Instagram lives with current 2020 draftee guys. And that's actually where I came across him. We talked to athletes, uh, branding with athletes. We talked about how things are different this year with the draft with no one was able to travel. So what are the GMs doing? What are the coaches doing? What are the athletes doing to try and get in front of these guys? Overall, we talk a lot about the business side, the logistics, and I'm pumped now for the NFL draft in just a few days. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. How, when you do the CBS drops, are you, they, I assume they have a different type setup because those are quality pictures. It's not the regular Zoom stuff or what are you doing with that? Yeah, usually um, anytime I do anything CBS related uh, because of, you know, the restrictions and when they traveling, like I used to, I, I have a home set up and I just yeah. kind of do things from the basement uh, in my home. And, uh, you know, usually my normal, normal routine will require me to do tra a lot of traveling, especially during the season. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, I just utilize the home setup as much as possible. Usually I'm doing it daily um, because, you know, we're trying to provide a lot of content, especially with, you know, with, you know, the, 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 the current, you know, situation that we are all going through, you know, trying yeah. to provide as much content as possible. Yeah. Well, we've been talking, you know, we've talked with in the last handful of podcasts, uh, a boxer, uh, someone who does hosting and does softball stuff. And like, we've, we've been all, and we've talked to a gazillion other people about from yeah. different areas of, of walks of life. It's, it's such an opportunity right now to become a content leader. And that, like I said, right before we jumped, jumped on here is why I liked you is because you, you've been doing a bunch of Instagram lives with um, prospective 2020 20 draftees. And that's where I think um, Jalen Johnson, that's one where I really saw you, which was just the other day, last week, I think I came across that. And I was like, oh, this dude's doing some really cool shit. As I went back and looked at a bunch of your uh, page and a bunch of your conversations on your page. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I kind of thought about, you know, how could I be creative and also entertaining as well? And outside of doing my normal, you know, hits with CBS, I thought about just trying to personally tap into some of the, you know, professional athletes. So I, I, I did, uh, my first one was with Patrick Peterson, who plays for the Arizona Cardinals. And then after doing it with Patrick, you know, kind of got some, you know, good reviews about it because it would just- That was great. Out, out of nowhere. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what, well, the draft is a, is, is a few weeks away. You know, I think it would be entertaining to kind of, you know, do some one-on-ones from the potential draft. Uh, prospects that will be available that will have their name called at some point in time throughout the weekend. So then I, you know, I tapped in and I think it was, um, I did CD, CD lamb. Uh -huh. uh, and then um, after CD, uh, Xavier McKinney. Um, mm -hmm. And then I just did Jalen. Um, and then I We're have all probable tomorrow. first round picks. Yeah. I have Noah, uh, Igabanigi. Uh, I don't know if I said his last name the right way, but I'm working on it, but I have Noah. <laughs> I have, uh, uh, Noah's scheduled tomorrow, the talented corner from Auburn, who could potentially be a first-round selection, no worse than second. So uh, just leading up to the draft, you know, just kind of 
given appetizers until we get the main course, which will be uh, next this upcoming Thursday. Yeah. Wow. Does CBS, when, when you started doing this stuff, does CBS come to you and say, hey, come with us with ideas or whatever you got? Or were they just kind of sitting back waiting for you guys to kind of pitch them and say, hey, I want to lead the, lead the way on that stuff? Well, the Instagram live was kind of my ideal. Um, you know, I would just, you know, I would just, like, like we all are, you got yeah. a lot of time being at home. And I just was thinking, I was just thinking about, you know, if I was a fan, what would I want to see, you know, outside of what most media outlets are doing like what could i what would i want to see and i thought about what about personal kind of conversational interviews with your favorite player or maybe you're a fan of his team or, or a fan of uh, an opposing team but i think that would be entertaining so i kind of thought about it and i did the first one with pat p and then uh you know cbs was like you know yeah keep keep let's 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 keep it going you know let, let's keep it going and, and i think right now would be it's fitting because of the current situation. So it was something I was just brainstorming on, just like I usually do sometimes, just thinking about ways of being creative and improving, but also too informative and entertaining and just thought about it and, and it's been, been doing fairly well. Yeah, like I said, I thought that was really cool. It, it was, uh, and I, I just saw the thing you posted. I didn't see the full Patrick Peterson combo, but I just saw the little cut. And it was like, just different talk. I think when we talk, like I said, I mentioned before this, uh, we, we work with a lot of athletes um, from a branding, marketing, and video perspective. And a lot of the content for athletes right now is pretty much the same. If you look at 99.9% of .9 athletes' pages, current athletes, it's picture of them working out or picture or video, uh, picture of them working out or picture or video working at, um, in their uniform, and then shot of them stunting and whatever their thing is. Is it a car, shoes, whatever. And then picture with the family, rinse, repeat. It's like the same old, same old. So when you pull out like a Patrick Peterson, and you have just a different conversation, that's stuff that you as a player, or former player, you see that shit all, all, the, all the time. You have those conversations all the time. But we as the public don't see that very often from guys. And I think that's such a, uh, an opportunity for them to be able to showcase like, here's what I'm actually like. Like this is... And I know Patrick's different where he, he does a pretty good job, but most people don't. Yeah, and I think that was, you know, very, very important for me. Let's talk about things that a lot of fans don't know about. You know, when it came to Patrick, you know, he loved, he's a golfer. You know, he's a guy, he believes he potentially could go professional when he's done. He also loved huh. collecting, you know, you know, automobiles, like classic cars. And then, you know, with C.D. Lamb, you know, I asked him, um, you know, what would be the first big purchase? And he said, well, I plan on buying my mom a house. And at the time, she didn't know about the house. But she was actually watching Instagram Live. And, you know, she kind of find out, found out about it then. Uh. And then Xavier, you know, Xavier's a very, very creative drawer. You know, uh, he, he, his drawing skills are very, very nice. I mean, they're, they're very, very uh, exclusive with what he can do with a pen or a pencil. And he also informed me along with people that was watching that, the majority of his tattoos, he do himself. So he would draw it and take it to a tattoo artist and they would put it on his body. I mean, I thought that was creative. And then with Jalen, you know, found out about, you know, he just had a baby in November and how that kind of changed his outlook on things. And, I, you know, a lot of fans don't get a chance to hear that side of some of their favorite athletes. And I think being able to do that in, in the Instagram live opportunities that I've had along with tapping in with football, I think it's, it's very, very, it's entertaining. You get a chance to learn more about your favorite, you know, your favorite baller. Yeah. That's, that's what we try to do 
is not we're not having the conversation with the athletes like you would be we're trying to get them to showcase the personality whatever whatever that may be through like a, a youtube channel or vlog style or uh, a guy i always talk about is juju smith schuster is the best in the game right now at branding uh you know from a of course there's other bigger well-known people but from a branding bottom up he shows personality he's fun he's funny and you see what what he's like or at least what you think what he wants you to think he's like you see that frequently through his social media channels and he's yeah, monetizing yeah. it like he's making really good money not playing football which is good i mean he had a lot of you know professional athletes have an opportunity to brand outside of what they're doing it's just about being creative and embracing that you know what i mean i think a guy like juju mentioned you can tell he loves being in front of the camera you know he loves yeah. being on social media <laughs> And because of that, he's a marketable guy. You know, some players don't see it as such, or they just don't, you know, want to take the time to be able to create that create that avenue of, uh, you know, uh, a financial gain because it's there, it's available. One hundred percent, it's available. Yeah. Way, way more than like when we were back coming out of, of college. They <laughs> mm -hmm. have a lot yeah. more means to it. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, you had your your play money. You had sponsorship bigger deals um local stuff too and that was it there was no yep. social media when you when yeah. you drafted in oh 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 five five, five. Yeah, yes yeah. there was no social media at the time i got drafted yeah well they had well they had the facebook had come out <laughs> but was it not like i think yeah so like i said i'm i'm a year younger than you so i graduated oh six in college and i would have had uh, uh, the face, the Facebook, and only college kids could get, could get on. I think came out my junior year, so right around that. Yeah. But it wasn't like this, of course. But no, let's not. let's go back to that uh, talking draft stuff. So you're a second round pick, 2005. Uh, what did you know? Did you have a pretty good idea of, of some teams you might go to? Like, what was that process like um, from a from a back behind the scenes type perspective? I was. It was. It was uh, exciting um, just to be able to get to that level of knowing you're going to get drafted was a big time blessing. Um, you know, like most players, you, you think you're going to get drafted higher than where you may go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people this all the time. You might have three guys, three or four guys in the entire draft that actually they're happy with where they went. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Outside of those guys, you got other guys that feel like I should have been a top four pick or, you know, they were top 10. I should have been a top five pick or something like that. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, when they get drafted, they feel like I should have got drafted higher than what I did. And for me, I thought, you know, I would be, you know, maybe a, 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 a late first round selection. Um, that didn't happen. So I ended up going in the second round. So to talk about that process. It was just um. It was a dream come true. It was a surreal moment for me because that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, think Pittsburgh, though, I, I didn't think – the thing about Pittsburgh was some of the teams that I met with guys, Pittsburgh was not a team I met with. I didn't talk huh. to Pittsburgh one time outside of, of the combine. Like, we, I met with them at the combine. I didn't take a personal visit there. Um, I didn't have really any in-depth conversations with them throughout the draft process. So – I knew they were high on me because I had a former teammate that I played with in, in college at Florida State that was currently on the team. So he was always informing me about, you know, they're asking about you. But personally, they didn't talk, contact me or my agent. So I thought, you know, they just liked me, but I wasn't going to be a selection for them. The team that I actually thought I was going to go to was the Atlanta Falcons. And the reason why I say that is because 
that Friday before the draft, which was on Saturday at that time, I had a meeting, a phone, a phone meeting with, I think it was a GM and the owner. And they told me that, you know, they're high on me. They, they, they think I can be a pretty good player for them. And if there's an opportunity to draft me, then they're probably going to take a chance. So I was like, wow, Atlanta, you know, the Falcons, you know, Michael Vick, you know, Atlanta's a, a pretty good competitive team. Watching the draft, it didn't happen. Uh, the first round selection, they took Roddy White, and he had a great career for the Falcons. I think the second mm -hmm. round selection, they took Jonathan Babino, who also had a, a real, real good, you know, career for the Falcons. And I was just like, oh, they just told me. Like, you know, they just told me. So uh, Where were they at know? in the second round? Uh, were they before Atlanta? Pittsburgh? Yes, they were before Pittsburgh. Okay. They were before Pittsburgh, so um, they they went defensive line. Uh, there were other teams that I thought you know may may roll a dice on me. I remember the Colts took two corners. They took Marlon Jackson and um, Kelvin Hayden, um, who you know played well for the Colts organ organization. Uh, I remember the Raiders took two corners. They took Fabian Washington and Stafford Route Stafford Route oh, yeah, in the yeah. second round. So, you know, I kind of remember all the names that were going before me, but, you know, Pittsburgh, yeah. and had, you know, selected me. And, you know, real quick, when Pittsburgh drafted me, I was mad. I was, I was mad because I thought I should have got drafted higher. And then I was like, okay, I didn't go where I wanted to go when it came to draft spots. But then I'm going to Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh is <laughs> not the place you just go visit. You feel me? Right. Yeah, you yeah. think all the major we're, we're from Cleveland, so we we get that. Yeah, like nobody's just going to visit Cleveland unless you got some business there, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. personal to yeah. see. You just don't say I'm going to visit Cleveland. You just don't say I'm going to visit <laughs> Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, unless yeah. you may be going to Steel again, you might be a fan. But outside of that, that's not an ideal destination. You just want to go visit. And I'm like, man, I'm going to Pittsburgh, man. It's <laughs> gloomy, it's cold, and uh, I remember my high school high school coach told me at the time, Keith Franklin. He was like, man, listen, don't worry about that. You're going to an outstanding organization that will always be in the playoffs, which made sense. But at the time, I wouldn't hear none of that. I'm like, man, I don't care nothing about no playoffs, man. I'm, right. yeah, yeah. I wanted to get drafted higher so I can get more money and go to a nice spot. But it all worked out for me. Everything worked out how it was supposed to happen. Yeah, that's funny. Cause it, how often it, are you, are you like talking or communicating or, or your agent talking with GMs throughout like the week of, two weeks of, leading up to it? It's very, very busy. Um, the agents are very, very, very busy. I think the agents – you know, it picks up at the combine, and then through, after the combine, you have your pro day, and then that week leading up to the draft, I mean, your agents are trying to find some insight. Uh, granted, you know, they don't want to tell you – they don't want to tell you too much because you don't want to get your hopes up. See, right. that's what happened with me. My hopes were extremely high with the Falcons because they just talked to me on Friday. And when you get your hopes up and things don't happen like you thought they would, you become disappointed. And mm -hmm. I was disappointed. So the agents, you know, they – they try to be as informative as possible, but they don't want you to get your hopes up because if something doesn't happen, like you, you know, like you thought it would happen, now you you looking at your agent sideways, like yo, you told me, you know, <laughs> I, they were gonna take me, and now you're going into your professional career, not really trusting, you know, things that your agents are telling you. But it, you got to be busy. You got to be working your phones and you know working these Skype interviews like we're doing now to kind of figure out, you know, where your client may go. Who was who that? Maybe it was actually your combo with Jalen. I was listening to somebody, somebody who's going to be drafted this year, and they were talking about all these Skype, Zoom combos they're having with current GMs, and they were saying it was, it was kind of hard because there was more than one guy on the call and one guy had bad reception, and then you were waiting on another oh, person geez. to come in. And 
you don't even think about all that, how different it is now or this year specifically than any other past years, because it is, there's so many logistics that have to go into all this. Yeah. And, and, and not just about the draft process, but think about the actual draft, you know, what if, oh, yeah. you know, there's a, a bad connection with some of these teams sure, that are going yeah. to be doing their draft from their living room or their basement or wherever, yep. you know what I mean? So, you know, you, you're on the clock, right? So you got to make sure your connection is good. So, we all got to be on the same page if we all a part of an organization about, okay, this is the guy. Like, oh, this player is available. We didn't think would be available. What's the chances of us going to select player A compared to player B, who we did our homework on? You know what I mean? So it's going to be really interesting to see exactly how this draft actually pans out. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be entertaining as well. You know I, I mean? think so, too. I think a lot of people yeah. have been creative doing, like, like the concerts from their houses. Like, stuff like that, I think, could change the way entertainment is moving forward with you have a concert from your house where they don't have to leave, but they can still get paid. Or, you know, like, there's things that are going to shift because of this, but and, and a lot for the better. Yeah, because you were forced to become creative. Yeah. And sometimes when you're forced to do things, that's when the best results happen. Yeah. I, so I, I, as we talk, you know, for us, it's all about branding marketing, who can be different and creative. And so I was like excited for the WNBA draft a couple of days ago, Friday. I've never watched the WNBA draft. Uh, I, I've never been to a game. You know, I'm not a big WNBA person uh, from that perspective. Like I'm not knee deep in it, but I was like, I want to see what, what people are doing. Like, how are they going to be different? It's kind of like a dry run before the NFL, which is, seven rounds and three days and blah, blah, blah. It's much, much longer, much bigger. But I didn't see a ton of creativity. I thought they did. The WNBA was, they did the Kobe tributes, which was obviously nice and great. Uh, and then Kobe and all the, the little girls. And they did, the WNBA did like an orange carpet. So they had all the ladies send in their outfits and they looked nice and they made it look cool. But from a, a creative perspective, I didn't see a whole lot. And I'm hoping the NFL draft will be a little bit bigger, different, and they'll do a better job with that. Um, that's the thing. I, I think it will probably be more creative because you, you have so many national media outlets covering yeah. it, right? Well, and I don't, so, I don't even mean from the national. I mean, like, individual. Like, Bryant's getting drafted. He's at his home in Hollywood, California, or wherever or Hollywood, Florida, or in yeah. California. At, like, what are you doing? Like, what's what's your situation? Are you doing some red carpet event with your little sister and mom and like those kind of things? So, so the, I didn't see the WNBA draft, but did you okay. actually see the teams that were drafting the prospects? Did you see them or you only saw the prospects? I, I didn't see any of the team stuff if they showed it. Uh, I So I missed the first 30 minutes. We were doing a, a podcast ourselves actually with somebody else. So I missed yeah. the beginning of it, but I saw a lot of the highlights and stuff. So what they would do, they would go to the person who got drafted and you would have, they would talk to them and whatnot. So I didn't see the team logistics, that part of it. Uh, and obviously I saw the teams posting on social after it, what happened. And that, you know, it's different, the creative, uh, different than the actual playing side of the, the team, but. You know. See, I think that that's where the, the NFL is going to really catch a lot of eyes because now you know, let's say an, an example, let's say the Cowboys are up to make their selection. Now you get a chance to see Jerry Jones, you know, in mm -hmm. his home, you know, talking with, you know, Stephen Jones and talking with, you know, maybe McCarthy. Now these guys are all having their conversations that we get a chance to see that. So we really get a chance to see exactly 
how it, it goes down in the war room during a normal draft routine, right? But we're seeing these guys do it through Zoom or whatever, you know, uh, services they're going to use. And I think that's going to be cool. So now you get a chance to hear, like, how, let's say we were all part of an organization, right? You know, uh, Tim, you the head coach, you know, Pat, you the GM, and I'm the, the head scout. We got to all talk. But while mm -hmm. we are talking about who we're thinking about going with, millions of people are watching us from their home, from TV, yeah. right? So now we got to be like, Tim, who you, who you like? Well, I like this player, or I think this could be a guy, yeah. Pat, who you like? You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be so eye-catching. Yeah. Because we don't usually get a chance to hear that in-depth information from teams yeah. or you see like a, you see a whole squad get pissed because somebody got taken off their board before that or something yeah you know? like yeah that's gonna be cool seeing those reactions i agree it, it'll it'll be i i would imagine it's the, it'll be the most watched draft ever because we're all sitting yeah. on our asses at home we're talking about it we're watching it there's no other sports that are on the, and I, i've said this a few weeks ago when the nfl said they would not delay the draft Yes, it's a very, very trying time for everybody. But usually when they have the draft, they have to share the spotlight with the NBA, who usually are in playoffs, which right, is a right. very, very important time of the year for the NBA. Major League Baseball is just starting to really circulate and get things going. So you, you always share that spotlight. Now, no NBA, no Major League Baseball, um, you know, of course, no hockey. There's no other sport. So and. We've been seeing so many different reruns on TV and Netflix things <laughs> like that. It's like, let's finally get something that's close to watching sports. And the draft yeah. is the closest thing that we have to watching current sports. Yeah. 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 Have you heard of anything? So I heard the, so the NBA or NBA, excuse me, NFL is going to send out like uh, a sponsorship package basically to these athletes because they don't want any other uh, sponsored or sponsors oh, really? to be, yeah, to be shown. So it's like, oh. like for example, Pepsi's a big sponsor. So they're sending like in the kit, it's gonna have like Fritos, Doritos, Gatorade, Pepsi products that the athletes can have in their video shots. But I, they can't possibly do that for everybody. Have you heard of any other restrictions or like what athletes might potentially be doing from a brand deal type of thing within the broadcast? I mean, I haven't heard any other restrictions. Uh, you know, I think for players that might not receive the brands from the end of NFL, let's say if they have a personal relationship with a particular brand, I think they would definitely get it cleared up. Like, you know, if I'm a Nike guy, you know, or, or from, um, you know, let's say I, I got to deal with Walmart. Walmart is sending me a whole bunch of stuff to have in my home to be able to be seen in the, in the, in the shot with me. I think they right. would get it cleared up with the NFL. Why? Yeah. Why they, I wonder well, why they would I, have I, to though. I saw a penalty, so I don't remember exactly what it is. Call it like up to 50k or something. But like, listen, Walmart, Walmart will cover that fee if it's, you know what I mean. Like, it's a little more than depending on that. the dude, yeah, yeah. That, but like, you're in my house. I can't have my Walmart and my, you know, coffee brand, R City Coffee things, right? Well, here. You, you know, when it comes to NFL and marketing, that's why they weren't a more, you know, dominating, you know, leagues you know, out, they, they capitalize on every opportunity. So uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure just the communication would be at an all time high when it comes to certain things like this, because it's different. You know what yeah. I mean? We're not, this is the first time ever this draft will be like it will be next, next Thursday. Yeah. So, and this is interesting too. There's two, two people I wanted to ask you about. One is, so uh, I talked to LaVisca Chenault Jr. Uh, a decent amount. So he's, he's a guy who, uh, had an injury last year, had an injury two years ago, actually, uh, missed a couple games, and then went to the combine, hurt his core, and had surgery, 
looks to be 100% now, but wasn't able to travel and do anything. So like how, how, think about how much that affects his draft status. It's so much, so much so where it's up in the air, like, okay. And, and for him, he could be a, a mid first rounder to a second, second day guy. And that's lots and lots of money when he changed there. And then my second, second person I was thinking about was Cam Newton, where coming off an injury and he can't go to these teams. I'd imagine when the draft, the day that Thursday, when the draft happens, Cam's value goes down because those guys already picked the quarterback they want. Yeah, to answer your first question about LaVisca, uh, yeah, talented player. I think he still potentially could go in the first round. It depends on what happens with these wide receivers. It's a very, very deep wide receiver class. So, you know, a lot of teams might feel like they can get quality from that position in the second round. Uh, But I just saw that he was actually cleared. Uh, He's almost back to being 100%. And I think getting that information out right now is huge for him. You know what I mean? For teams that definitely – would love to consider, you know, uh, picking him. But also, too, it would be ideal for him to be able to be seen in person by these teams. Yeah. So that, 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 that is the situation with a lot of injured, like, players not being able to travel like they would normally do to have these personal meetings with these teams where their personal doctors can see and examine them. And that kind of ties to the second uh, player in Cam Newton. And because of the uncertainty with cam i think cam's going to have to wait until after the draft to see exactly who fulfilled their quarterback needs and who still needs to address their quarterback room um, right now you look at some teams that need quarterback help the chargers of course the dolphins i mean the jaguars uh the patriots um but there are only a few potential starting like jobs available yeah. so bef- you it would be very, very difficult for a team to not personally see Cam because the last time we all saw Cam, he's getting caught off the football field to give him a starting-like opportunity when I haven't seen you. You know what I mean? And, and I think that is very, very difficult for him because any other year, I think if Cam was available as a free agent where he can go work out for these teams and these doctors can examine him, he probably would already been signed by now. But if you I don't know so. you're healthy, yeah, if I don't know you're healthy, I think most teams will prefer to go with the known, which is a more healthier guy than to bring you in, give you real nice quarterback money, and you're not healthy. And then when I find out you're not healthy, too, too late, the ink has already dried on the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so, LaVisca, I told you we've been talking that. I helped him mash together his workouts. So I, the video he could put together and send out to, to teams. So I see what he's doing, and I see he's, he looks great. He looks like he's 100%. But I also understand that's a video and I'm not sitting there. I'm not having you doing the specific things I want to see and do as a GM or a coach or a scout. So it's like, you know, how much can they rely on that for the, uh, like moving forward? And, and like you said, he could still be a first round guy. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, videos are one thing, but seeing you in person is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost the best example I can give people who've never been in this situation when it comes to athletes getting drafted and the decision makers, you know, making that move to draft someone. <clears throat> when, you, when you're trying to purchase an automobile, you feel more comfortable seeing the automobile in person. Like nowadays, you can kind of pick out a car online and see it online, but you feel better when you actually see that car and you drive that car. You know what I mean? You get a chance to sit in the car because pictures are one thing, videos are one thing, but actually seeing it in person, 
it makes you either feel more confident and comfortable in making that uh, uh, investment or actually seeing and knowing, nah, that's not the car for me. Mm -hmm. It's the same, it's kind of the same thing. Because mm -hmm. on a video, you're going to show me looking your best. You, you, what player, professional player, that has an opportunity to send out a workout is not going to send out the best workout available, yeah, right? Yeah. But when I see you in person, now I can see you moving when the camera's not on you. I can see you how you orchestrating the entire drills if you're a quarterback. I can see you going through your progressions, moving around. And now I can potentially add some of my personal drills to have you do to kind of see exactly if you're as healthy as they say you are. So yeah. it's the same thing. Like, I don't think there's an individual that would spend top dollar on a car and not actually see it in person. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless you actually know what this car brings to the table. You know what I mean? If you're familiar with that brand. But if it's a new brand, you never, you never drove it before. You know, if you've always been a BMW guy, you're thinking about going to get a Mercedes, you want to go drive that Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, that, and I purposely, when I made the video, I did not, you know, it, it's all iPhone footage, vertical. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not quality video, which I like. It wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't shoot any of it. He just did it. Him, his, him and his boys up, up in, uh, he was in Boulder still yep. where he played. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't do anything fancy with it. All I did was mash it together. I even tried to keep in a couple not good looking shots, uh, like in between, not that he looked bad, but, um, like where it didn't look quality, like the camera's like shh, moving off where yeah, I would yeah. never put in a quality video. But More I'm, transition type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to show like, this isn't a produced thing as much as possible. This is yeah. raw and real. And see, but I also understand this, like, I'm a, you take it for what it's worth. Yeah. And, and see, this is very, very important for teams. They got to study tape now. They got to really study tape because I don't get a chance to see you at your personal pro day. I don't get a chance to see you at your individual workout. So the only thing that's going to make me confident in selecting you is your actual collegiate tape, right? And now you got to really dissect this tape and do your, you know, your due diligence and reaching out to some of the coaches and the staff about this player off the football field. But now you got to really study tape. And I think that is, the, that is the, 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 the unique part about this. And it's hard, but it's fair. Because other players like LaVisca, you know, Jalen, other guys who are coming off of injuries, everybody who has an injury, they're going through the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. You can't go to a team. Team can't come to you. So the only thing you can rely on is making sure your agent give the feedback that's available about your injury and your tape. That's it. Yeah. Everybody's going through the same situation. Tua Tonga Vailoa. I mean, he put yeah. out a video and we saw him look, you know, look pretty healthy, but yet and still, he's going through the same situation. He has to rely on his tape and that video that he put out pretends to feel confident and making you know, that selection, that's, that's the fair part because it's not like just one player has to do this. Every player is going through the same, you know, uh, situation with how uncomfortable this draft is. And, 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 and it's hard. It is hard. I could imagine coming out now and having an injury like, man, I didn't get a chance to really show, to give you guys a pro day, like to really show you how good I'm looking right now. But yeah. that's just the cards we all dealt with right now. Yeah. Yeah, has any, has good, any of the GMs or athletes done like lives? Like, here, I want you to basically do this live on my command type stuff. Have you seen anyone do that? No, no, no. You know, um, when it comes to social media, the, the only thing that I've seen players do, similar to what you guys are talking about, you know, people releasing videos, you know, workout videos. Um, you know, 
I haven't seen a player actually do a workout on live. Yeah. You got to be pretty confident, though, at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking about if you – that might be intriguing to do. Like, you know, like I'm doing a little person – 20-minute workout, show you guys how I'm looking, how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? For any any teams that want to join into my live, send questions about what they want to see me do. Yeah. I think that might might be hot. Well, that's you might what, if you're if you're like a fringe like you might get enough hype from that alone where people are like just blowing it up because everyone's watching stuff now anyways and then yeah. more GMC it more you know I don't know it could help. Well, you gotta what, have a good connection though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's we we talked about this a couple weeks ago too. Is like why not do that? Especially the the Tua's the Labiscas of the world. If you're good, if you feel good, why not do a live? Because it is you know. I recruited, I, I was a college football coach, division two, II, division three level, which is whatever. But I, I understand from that mindset, when you're looking at scouting a player is it's not the highlight film you're looking at. That's a great thing. And, and some people are just so athletic, you say, fuck it. But you really want to see what's going on other times in between that route they ran. Are they for two? Is he, is he holding his hip or is he limping after he throws a ball or those things that they don't want you to see. That's what you really want to see. A live shows it all. You can't, there's no hiding the things, uh, at least as well. Like maybe you can not not have a cringy face or not limp when you know it hurts, but a live yeah. puts it out there. It's like, hey, here's my thing. Why not do a, like the, we're big UFC people and do, have done a lot of UFC branding. They do open workouts. Why not do an open an open workout through, a, through your IG live or your Twitter account or whatever? You know what? I don't think that'd be a bad idea, honestly. Uh, like I said, you, you got to make sure you got to, you're doing it outside. So you got to make sure your connection is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it's getting your point across. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. If you're getting your point across, you want to make people feel like you're coming off an injury. You know, I'm, I'm going to do my 30 minute workout on live. You know what I mean? If y'all want to see me do certain drills. You want to see me move around a certain way. Send me, send me your questions. I'm only taking yeah. serious questions. And you might, who knows, what if you got a, a coach to jump into the live? You know what I mean? Send a question, yeah. well, that'd be crazy. I mean, if, if you're a GM, from a GM perspective, if I'm picking this guy in the first round, I'm looking at everything he's posting. I'm on his Instagram stories. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. on his Instagram. What's he doing? Who's he hanging out with right now? If I'm thinking, shit, I don't know, Tim and Brian are pretty damn close. I don't know who I like more than the other, but I see Brian is out partying this weekend. That might be the thing for some people. I don't give a shit if you're partying all damn day. But but that might be the thing for people to be like, hmm, Tim looks like he's really taking this serious and Bryant has been out with his boys and he's not social distancing. What is does he really care about his his body and you know, like all the things. They're looking for reasons to to think, hmm, maybe this person's better than that person. And they they're trying to think they're the smartest damn people in the world too. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But it, I think that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. That might be it might be pretty hot. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Different. Like we said, creative. You can't you can't have a a workout in front of the GM you want to in in Green Bay, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. You can't do it. So like how can you get around that? I saw I saw some other people doing running like 40 times and stuff. And one guy had like a four three eight. And it's like I mean, it's not legit, obviously. You can't they they won't see it as legit, but you're moving, you're trying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not mad at that. No doubt. Yeah. So what, what will you be doing draft wise? Will you, are you guys doing live coverage? Um, or will you be like, okay. I haven't received the final say so on what the schedule will look like, would look like. Um, but I would imagine, you know, 
you know, we'll definitely have some shows leading up to the draft. I think the draft starts at what, eight o'clock Eastern, right? So, okay. you know, probably like six, seven o'clock, you have a, you know, some draft conversations. It's going to be a whole lot to talk about, um, you know, about who goes where, you know, trades, things like that. You know, I have another mock draft I'm doing. We're doing tomorrow. Uh, we've done pretty much mock drafts the last four or five weeks leading up to the actual draft. It's been really, it's been entertaining. You know, we've allowed trades to happen. I think we will see quite a few trades. Uh, you know, the draft will really start at, with pick two. That's when the draft is going to start because you don't you don't think that's Chase Young for sure. I mean, I huh. I think if I was to give you guys a percentage, uh, I'll say yeah, at least sixty percent is Chase Young. But who knows? You don't know what the Redskins are thinking about because it's kind of hard to get an in, a insight on what teams have been doing because we haven't had the opportunity of hearing which players have visited which teams. You know, usually you get an insight about, yeah, this player has been visiting this team or this team has had a personal meeting with this player. And if you continue to hear that about a team and a particular player, now you kind of, okay, they high on this kid, right? Mm -hmm. This is the year where we don't know who's high on who because we haven't heard the traveling with teams visiting certain players or players going back and forth and having personal workouts with, you know, the Washington Redskins. Like, like let's say this was a regular year, right? Let's say Washington actually seen Tua four times personally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Now you're like, okay, Washington might think about really taking Tua, mm -hmm. right? So if it was to happen, you're not as surprised because you're like, well, dang, we heard they visited Tua four times leading up to the draft. So clearly they were high on him. We don't know now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I think that's... So uh, well, as you say that, I'm thinking, well, wouldn't you as... A potential guy getting drafted wouldn't you just leak that shit have your agent leak that like hey i'm and even if it's not true like leak it to the media because i want i want other gms to think that these teams really want me so you hear that the redskins or the eagles are super high on me we've talked three zoom calls or whatever the hell the thing is i don't know what the numbers are <laughs> but but why not leak it and have the hype go so so those teams are trading up for you obviously the earlier you get drafted the more money you make no, but as an agent, the professional thing to do, especially if it's confidential, is to keep your mouth closed. You know what I'm saying? Let's say a team say, you know, yeah. you know what, we're yeah. really thinking about taking your guy, uh, but keep this between us. We don't want to create any buzz about, you know, what we're doing. Sure. Because if you say, and let's use this as an example, right? Let's say the Washington Redskins tell Tua Tonga Valoa's agent, and this is an, an, an example. We're thinking about taking your guy, you know what I mean? But we don't want the word to get out, right? Word gets out somehow, and it only, it only it had to come from one place, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, you got a young quarterback who already is on your team in Dwayne Haskins. Mm -hmm. Let's say with the second overall selection, word gets out the Washington Redskins plan on taking two of Tonga Valoa, but then a trade happens. Someone trades with Washington gave them a handsome ransom to move out of the second overall selection, and you don't go get two, but you, you have to make that trade because it's better for your team. But now you got you relying back on Dwayne Haskins, who already knew you were trying to replace trying him. To get out, yeah. yeah. So yeah, now, so, so now we didn't get to it, but Dwayne, you're back our guy again. You know, we know you heard yeah. about us trying to go get to it. It's big example. Remember last year with Arizona, the Cardinals, mm -hmm. lead up to the draft, what they kept saying: Josh Rosen is our guy, right? Mm -hmm. Josh Rosen is our guy. You know, he's an Arizona Cardinal. We believe he's a talented player. We can win with him. They didn't come out and 
leak anything with Kyler Murray because if you don't go get Kyler Murray, now you got to go back to you to, to a guy who you basically was trying to replace. You don't want to tarnish yeah. that relationship until you know for sure you're going to get the guy who you're looking to get. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I get yeah, that. the games, man. The I, games are great but, now. That's, all, that's a whole part of that. Yeah, the chess that, and that's, that's from, from my perspective, it's like I, I totally ag- agree and get that. But I also think it's like depending on the type of player and position, does it hurt to say – and because I'm just thinking value for my my one guy. Now I also understand almost every agent has multiple guys, and they're dealing with all 30 teams, the 32 teams. But to to drive the the interest, like, hey, you better go, you better get my guy. Maybe not even say specific teams, but just say, I got 12 teams that have talked to him at least twice. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and not, not, there's nothing wrong with saying that. If someone asks you during the interview, you ask, you know, who have you talked to? Like, you yeah. know, when I did the Instagram Live with CB, I asked him what teams have he had these virtual meetings with. He told me, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. now you kind of get a buzz about who he's been talking to and teams he had been talking to. Now it's up to you to kind of put two and two together. Like, shoot, he talked with the Jets, the 49ers, Raiders. All teams need a wide receiver, so <clears throat> he could be their guy. You know what I mean? Who yeah. knows? Or it could be another guy. Did you have to go through their agents or you just DM them? Um, some of the personal relationships that I have uh, with CD and me and him, we actually knew a, a mutual friend that we all are extremely cool with. Um, so I was able to reach out to him and then some agents that I know as well that, you know, really, you know, trust me, making sure that, you know, I'm not trying to do anything that's going to hurt their yeah. image. You know, we're like cool with it. And then we also started to get, you know, more people reach out to us uh, about having their clients come on as well. Um, then when they started seeing some of the things that we've been doing. So it's been pretty cool. It's, it, it, everything has been, um, you know, it's been a smooth ordeal with this being new and all the guys that I've had on have really been excited about talking, you know, about themselves and about the sport they play. It hasn't really been dull conversations where a kid seems like he doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's good yeah. for, you know, people watching us and see two, in, two individuals that really enjoy interacting with each, with each other, with each other. And it's, and it's all informative. Yeah, and I, I think you have the unique perspective, unlike 90% of people who are interviewing or talking to, to these guys, that you've been through it, you've been in the league, you've been through the draft, like you understand all this stuff and you understand from an athlete perspective. You're not trying to trick them up on some bullshit and get some clickbait. Like you're just trying to have a conversation with them. Yeah, barbershop talk. Uh, that's what I call it. You know, yeah. let's, let's talk about who you are when you're not catching touchdowns and tackling people. You know, let's, let's see about – you know, who you are, what, 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 are your, what are your interests are, you know, things that you like doing outside of the norm. You know, like I said, I never knew Xavier drew basically all his tattoos, you know what I mean, and, yeah, and yeah. said he's going to add to the arsenal as well. Uh, so I think that's, that's, that's very, very insightful. And, I, and a lot of fans tend to f- forget that these players are more than players. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think they tend to forget. And I also think a lot of players don't do a good job of reminding them that they're not just some entertainer on the thing. I saw uh, who was this? I I copied his his video. Um, this was just a few minutes ago. That's why Lonnie Johnson, and he was a second round pick, I think, last year, two years ago, from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And he just created a video, and it was the the beginning of it was. Yeah, a lot of people don't know I was I, I was raised at my grandma's with thirteen other kids sleeping on the ground. Like that was the beginning of the video. Oh, and it's like, yeah. well, they probably you probably never 
like people don't know that, tell them that shit is super relatable to so many people. And there becomes really endearing, like uh, different than, than an athlete who's just balling. That stuff's cool too. But this, when it means something and I can feel like, Oh my, like this dude, I was the same way. I, I, I lived the same, uh, I lived with my grandma and we had eight kids there and you know, blah, 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 like the same relatable stuff. I think really helps grow the brand from that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people want to hear those type of stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing exa exactly when you're able to overcome that that type of adversity, uh, it can be motivation to someone who's watching you or listening to you. And I think yeah. we all should do better in sharing, you know, you know, certain testimonies that we have, being able to overcome that adversity. Uh, like right now, what we're going through is one of the biggest adversities that we've ever seen. You know, this is the first time the entire world is being affected by the same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the biggest game ever because now we all have to be a team. Yeah. Do you when you do those conversations, have you been putting them on you do you have a YouTube channel? I don't have a YouTube channel, no. Why not? Are you going to do those with those or no? I mean, I, I never really uh thought about creating a YouTube channel. Um I know they're hot right now, you know, especially yeah. for some people. I, I, you know, I just never thought about it, honestly. I, I really you throw just that up there, it. put it on a podcast. Yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it, do it. Yeah, yo, one uh, video, three different platforms. I really just a few, like maybe a few years ago, two or three years ago, I just really got more social media, you know, savvy, being more involved in social media. So I'm still kind of behind the curve, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I guess maybe you guys can help me with that, you know, kind of. Uh, Definitely. Fill me in about what I could do to do a YouTube because, you know, right now my job is to talk, you know. Well, I mean? it, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, we, we've worked with some people who that's their job is they talk and sometimes they play sports and talk. Uh, but that talk makes money too. Uh, obviously with CBS, but you can also th make money monetize that in other ways through the social and, and you being, you know, our age ish, we didn't grow up with this shit. So nah. if you, if you look like a lot of people our age ish who were even big names in 2010 or 12, if you look at their social media now, they don't have a damn clue how to do it. And you know, a lot of those guys are, have set themselves up well and they don't need to worry about their branding long-term, but a lot mm -hmm. of those guys could really benefit from having created a strong brand in the 2010s, 12s of the, <coughs> excuse me, 2010s and 12s type era. <clears throat> Excuse me if I if I don't die here. Yeah, thanks for water. I got I got uh, another question for you, Damn. Brian. So so obviously you've gone through draft years ago. Um, you played in the league. Now you have a post post league career. You know a lot more. But now social media is available. If you were going to be drafted this year, what would you do? Uh, you know, where would you be? Who would be there? Would you do anything creative? What, have you thought about that at all? Yeah, I think if I was drafted under the circumstances um that they will have you know it probably be just a few family uh members um clearly you don't want to have a lot of people around that yeah, then, won't yeah. look good um but you want to try to be as safe as possible so just maybe just you know at that time when i had my draft i went back home uh did it at my parents house uh, and we had a lot of family and friends over i think it would probably be the same setup but less people you know probably my mom you know my sister my stepdad and that's about it It'd be just four of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. L last question. We'll get you out here on this. Did you do any, did you do anything reckless once you, you got your money or you got drafted? Were you like, all right, I'm doing this wild thing? No, I didn't do anything reckless. Uh, no? 
before the draft, I had bought a car. I had already had a car. Um, yeah. I bought it maybe two or three weeks before the draft. Wasn't nothing expensive. But my car was like maybe thirty thousand. Um, and then when I got drafted, I, I I bought my mom a car. Her car was like around thirty thousand. Well, mine was like thirty eight. Hers was like thirty. So I, I I did that. I didn't get my first house until going until after my second year. Um, so during the off season of my first year, I stayed at home. Whenever <laughs> I went back to Florida, <laughs> yeah. That's- so. Uh, that's, I mean, there's not a lot of guys that do that. Tim, Tim's buddy played in the league for nine years. Nine, nine years, yeah. And is, like, super resourceful. Like, does he, – he didn't – I don't think he lived at home. But, you know, bought reasonable cars, had a couple houses, but reasonable houses. Like, didn't do the wild-out craziness like we'll see here in the next couple of weeks from some of these young yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, eventually as I got older, I did, you know, different things. Um, but to start off, I was very, very cautious in what I did and how I did it because yeah. I didn't know, you know, if there would be another opportunity outside of what I was seeing, um, especially, you know, the life of an NFL player at that time. You know, if you got to three years, that was a blessing. You know, I mean, it was the, the average lifespan was three years uh, playing in the National Football League. I don't know exactly what it is right now, but I know when I played, shoot, you, gotta, you get three years, man, you kind of you get four years, you're above the curve. And you're yeah. set, right? Don't you get your pension at four? Yeah, four years. Yeah, four years, three games. I think it was. You, that's when you you you're vested. You get your pension. Yeah, that's the you got to get in there. That's the goal, right? Yeah, no question. Well, cool, Bryant. Timmy, anything else? Nope. That's great, man. Draft. It. I, I can't wait for for Thursday. I, was I can't say Friday. wait Thursday. I can't wait for yeah. tonight though. Actually, too, with the Jordan special going out Jordan here Duck? in a few hours. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yes, this, two this, hours. Yeah. No, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, it's almost time. My time. Well, shoot, for you guys to come on what six o'clock out on the West Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely tuning in for that. I can't wait for that either. I know. Yep. All right. Appreciate it. All right.